today is October 8th, 2020. And good morning and blessings to everyone. And first of all, I would like to say thank you for the prayers. Thank you for your support. And thank you always for, you know, um, reaching out, praying uh, to the brothers and sisters, you know, mentioning me in their prayers, blessings, and thank you for, you know, your support. God knows you. God sees uh, what we are doing, what you are doing, and, you know, it delights Him. Every day, the strength of God renewed inside of us. Every day is a new beginning. Every day should be, you know, thank for, should be um, pleasant. God is good. He will always remain um, loyal. You know, he will keep His promise. He will do greater things in your life if you will trust in Him. You know, surrendering and just believing, even though God is not, you know, is invisible, but He is at work. You know, he, He's working in us. It's progressing and always, you know, um, uh, doing um, positive outcome, uh, leading always to the rivers of life. I hope you, you guys who's listening now, um, you know, uh, empowering your life with all the positivity that God uh, secures His people. When you are struggling, you know, praise God. Uh, make joy, make psalms, make melody. You know, sing new song, greater song in your heart. Uh, you know, um, keeping in your thoughts you know, the promise of God. Just as David, uh, he, he always counts the joy, the blessings that he have for God. Uh, when David uh, engaged, uh, with the peop with the people uh, who's against him saying to him where is your god now he look up his eyes unto the hills he knows how to be engaged he knows how to um, give thanks to god and he knows you know that god is always in him so welcome and blessings you are listening to lifeline with jesus here live on facebook and on the recorded line on podcast um how's your um battle oh of course we are not against flesh and blood uh we are you know spiritual being therefore our fight is no longer you know of this world but becoming becoming uh intercessory warriors you know prayer warriors uh interceding god and humanity the very reason that i have today a great uh verse uh genesis chapter i believe chapter 8 let me check no genesis Genesis chapter 18, uh, Abraham. Before Abraham becomes the father of all nation, we have to dive in and see to it. You know, the struggles of Abraham, the struggle of, of Sarah, uh, or Sarai. Her name was Sarai and, and became Sarah. So, what took place? You know, um, what was the picture they they went into uh deeper things they they went they went into a lot of struggles sarai or sarah you know she get involved with um giving her servant unto abraham you know what happened uh, they you know the the concubine woman palestine uh she offered it to abraham because she she loses faith and she loves also she's she's so in love with abraham that she wants to see abraham to have a, a child so believers we have to study we have to understand we have to dive in what really is happening in that time 
we could see in your life, if you are married, you know, what will you do to make your husband, or you husband, what will you do to give you know, the fullness of your love unto your family, your wife first, and then if you have children. So here, we could see they don't have any children or child. They just, you know, they're of old age. I believe they're on their 70s. And then uh, God is engaging with Abraham and Sarah. And before that, uh, what took place? God was looking before, you know, before everything in that in that age, in that generation. Sarah didn't have any, you know, uh, don't she loses her faith in having a child. Uh, we could see that this entire chapter, Genesis chapter eighteen, involves God, uh, the Holy Family. It, it's considered holy because Abraham becomes the father of all nation, the father of all believers. That's why we always quote, you know, uh, we believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Jacob. So that is the beginning. That is our ancient history. From from um, Adam and Eve down all the way to Abraham, so we have to understand uh, what comes in the heart of a person dwells, you know, God, and how you believe in God, even though it's it's not in fullness. Meaning to say, there's a lot of frailty, there's a lot of brokenness that needs to be fixed, needs to be, you know, or sometimes needs to be broken in order to be fixed. And that's the handmaid of God. If you, we were going to be looking down deep all throughout uh, Genesis chapter 18. Before uh, Sarah begot um, Isaac. And it didn't stop there. Therefore, we have to understand that the circumstances that we are facing, we have to face it daily. That's why God always state that tomorrow is not a promise. Today is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad with it. For this is the day God delivers you, gives you a chance, a grace. Make it right, make everything right before God and, and and the world, God sees you. God uh, uh, strengthens you. God protects you. God delivers you. God loves you. Jesus loves you. The very reason that me, your host, is on this line, you know, always mentioning you, always mentioning Jesus daily, because I know how it is. I know how it feels detached away from God. Not having God inside of me is just, you know, it's just another day, dull day, and, and filled with, um, you know, um, filled with this world, nothing to do with God, and, and, you know, and then it passed a day and, and nothing has been fulfilled. But we, when we are with God, we always on the winning side. We are victorious. We overcome. We surpass all pains, anguish. As I'm doing this chain prayer, this chain, make a chain verse, Ezekiel chapter 7, it takes a lot of toll. It attacks left and right. It attacks my family. You know, Satan, the devil attacks. Yesterday, I saw a very, um, it was a huge cloud, uh, thick, and, and behind it, I felt the presence of God and also the eeriness that surrounds within it. I could see God is, is, is acting and, and defending, and also at the same time, the eeriness that surrounds the cloud. So I hope you understand that. The enemy could not be seen, but they are present. You know, in, in this lifeline with Jesus, we solely focus on spiritual warfare, which is really what Jesus implies to his disciples. When Jesus spoke uh, to Peter, get behind me. When Jesus, I don't know if you see it, how uh, Satan, the devil, engaged with the disciples. Jesus fought face to face 
He spoke directly, Get behind me, Peter. Get behind me because Satan is asking to sift you as a wheat. Sifting or, you know, drinking or, you know, the act of taking your spirit. So what needs to be taken is your spirit being replaced with unholy. So can you see what happened in, in um, the Last Supper where God uh, directly quote, spoke directly. Uh, he says that uh, on that moment, Satan entered Judas, Judas Iscariot, the betrayer. Uh, Satan has a rightful entry and exit. He, he possesses, uh, but, but this is not just demon. You have to understand. This is the fullness of Satan in Judas. You have to understand. You have to see this as it is. Before he went, before he says, Rabboni, Rabboni, you know, Master, and he, he betrayed the Son of Man, Jesus, by a kiss. A kiss that made you know, a way for us. Uh, some people look at it that it is God's perfect plan, while uh, how I look at it is God. Uh, God did what He has to do to um, accomplish His mission, which is to give you and me a decision-making. It was a decision-making whether the you know humanity will be saved. Which, you know, that's the first goal, salvation to everyone. He already seen, you know, Judas. He already seen, um, but, but Satan, you have to understand, Satan was in charge with Judas all, all along. He could just said, uh, get behind me, uh, Judas. That's how I see it. He could see, get behind me, Satan is, 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 is about to enter you. But no. Jesus knew already the genetic that, that Judas will be like that. On the contrary, we have to see also what is happening pre-Jesus' you know, existence. We have to see what happened back in the days of Abraham and, Mar and, and Sarai. How Sarah loved Abraham. That she offered her servant to her husband. That's already uh, committing adultery. It was already laid. The Ten Commandments is already laid in there. But through the heart of man, women, love sometimes we misunderstand and, and it, is, it has been misrepresented. This is what happened here. This is the war between God and, and, you know, the enemy. So, it made a way. So, Sarah, uh, the concubine, begotten Ishmael. And all the lineage of Ishmael down to uh, Islamist, you know, Islam. That's, that's part of Ishmael. That's the lineage of Ishmael and also on the right hand, which is in the fullness of the holy family. I call it holy because Abraham is, is righteous before God. And, and he intercedes in the people of, uh, you know, the, throughout Sodom and Gomorrah. We have to see what happened in there when, he, when Abraham intercedes before God and how God delighted. We have to see that these are on the brim of, of, you know, chaos. Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. But look where Abraham stood, intercedes before God. And God uh, gifted him a, a son. And look, look, look what happened to Sarah. I hope you guys listening and, and encourage and you know take a time i would like to give you out all the rest but i would rather you know want you uh, to read open up your book genesis chapter 18 the big picture right there is abraham intercedes abraham 
love the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. God is fixing his eyes unto Abraham, Sarah, and a future child. Therefore, God sent three men. Uh, you see what happened in there. Oh, we will read it. Uh, I will read it. I will read it in ESV version. English Standard Version. I have my because my 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 other book, uh, King James. I have laid it out in um, Ezekiel chapter seven, and I that that's one I have two King James, and I want uh, this specific one to just stay on um, Ezekiel chapter seven verse twenty three. We will be doing. I'm praying to God that we will be doing um, the entire, uh, probably entire October uh, thirty. Uh, episode segment uh, on Lifeline with Jesus as well as Facebook Live. We will be doing um, uh, making a chain, forging a chain. That's what it is. That's what it's uh, uh, called in English Standard Version. Forging. I like the word forging or making. Forging is like, you know, equipping, making a, a steel, forging a strong bond. I like the way it has been um, translated using forging word, forge. Forge, uh, it, it, it's, you know, it's it composed of elements, substance that makes a chain um, stronger, uh, it makes believer, you know, equip, um, physical, spiritual, you know, embedded with greater knowledge, understanding. And that's how it is. Uh, God is specific that many of His people died or, or many of His people destroyed. Really, that's the word destroyed. Because of the lack of understanding, lack of knowledge. Therefore, God refused to have them. You see, we are God's people. We could not enter the kingdom of God and you know ha have nothing to do with God and his work. You you see I have, you know, I I have I'm being paid to you know be with my boss. There are certain you know job requirement and I I make sure that it is all met daily. You know, meeting all the demand and some other else more, you know, going out of the way without murmur, just complete submission. That's how I do. That's how I understand God's um, favor. You know, in getting God's favor, we must submit ourselves, you know, surrendering into him. Uh, and, and I haven't seen that in all of my jobs. You know, uh, uh, Jewish, they have a tradition, and I will, oh, you know, I, I make myself available to them, to my boss, to every bosses that I have, have had. Uh, um, that's that. It becomes my um character. It becomes me, you know, to allow them, uh, to use me. Let's say it's out of my. You know, responsibility to go out, go into, you know, their uh, rendezvous, rendezvous, meeting place. Uh, make sure that I have everything. I call the daughter, I, I fix it up, and I will speak like, I, I will tell them directly, I will do this, I am glad doing this, without any charge, without any, you know, payment. I just want you and your family to be happy. So while doing it, you know, I, I make sure that it's all secured. And all of a sudden, a lot of things happen. Great things. I got in touch with uh, the high, the, you know, the surgeon, uh, new, new, neurosurgeon in New York, uh, Mount Sinai, a biggest institute in, in New York City. I know the the professor there. I know also the uh, big lawyer. You know, we we sat there. I I was surprised. I was surprised in a, a huge penthouse, you know, rooftop, all this glamorous place, all these you know people in, in state stature. 
And I'm there, and I was welcome like a, a guest. You know, I was helping also, um, you know, cleaning up, fixing things. And uh, up to this day, I have a, a favor from them. Each time I need something, you know, get you know, get connected to people, I can always come to them. Uh, the doctor says, David, you know, before this COVID nineteen, he. He wanted me to be in part on his, you know, in his, um, in his, pa with, with his patients. He wanted me to take care of one of his patients. He says, don't worry, I, I got you covered. I will be talking to you. I will be engaging with my patients. And I trust you. I know you. We've been knowing you. And, and that's what it is. If you and God, you know, are engaged, you have relationship with God, God will lead you to every people that He is engaged also. And that is how when Jesus says, if you deny me, I will deny you. If you, you know, um, if you welcome me or if you show me in all the people, you know, um, magnifying in yourself, He will also magnify you before man. That's the engagement of God. And that is how God works, by faith, through faith. And, and, and this is one thing that I acknowledge in John chapter 16, that up until this moment, you, you have never really asked me for anything. So I, I, I responded to God, Jesus, what do you mean that until now I have not asked anything from you? Therefore, he was saying, really, you are not asking directly from me. You are asking from your false gods. Of course, gods like, you know, we prayed for our false imagination. We pray for our false, you know, gods. And this now Jesus comes in. Jesus comes in that you never really ask for me. Because it's not the name Jesus. It's the pureness of you crying out to Him. You see, when your heart is pure, this is what it is. If your heart is pure, you shall see God. And we will take over in that. This is all part of uh, making a chain, making everyone, equipping everyone to be, you know, uh, be holy for God is holy, not, not by works, but through faith. This works through faith, you know, um, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ in fullness and doing the works in faith. In faith, we will gr do greater things. And this is what happened through faith. Just imagine the three men sent by God and um, engage with Sarah and Sarah laugh. She laugh uh, here in Genesis. Now we're going to Genesis chapter 18. Read the whole chapter. She laugh and then, you know, she makes ex excuses. Of course, you cannot make excuse before God and the people of God. They know. It's like this, when you are engaged with God and His people, the people that He will send you, be very warned, they are equipped with uh, the Holy Spirit. They know the ins and outs. They know they will be walking in spirit in that specific moment, specific hour, just like the angel Gabriel engaged with Mary. When she spoke to Mary, oh, blessed are you among women? Because you will be, uh, you will be carrying God, uh, the Son of God. So that is the fullness of God, the command of God directly to His superior. You know, uh, He He will be sending supreme, you know, archangel, not just a, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, there's a ranking in in the heavenly realm. Uh, God is the God of order again. You know, he makes his house in order, so as also we, you know, from apostles to the prophets, to the saints, to the intercessory uh, prayer warriors. 
Oh, babe. Uh, Paul says about, you know, you know, he feeds also the babe, you know, the young ones, the infants. It doesn't matter how old you are in physical realm. You could be 40, you could be 50, and then you are young in spiritual realm. You know, we start in, uh, you know, as a child, be born again. That's why when Jesus said, <laughs> Jesus engaged with uh, Nicodemus, and he says, unless you are born again. And, and he Nicodemus was so, um, he's out of words and understanding in what Jesus meant about being born again. Of course, it is because it's not revealed to him by God, but it was revealed to him directly from God, Jesus engaging with him. That Nicodemus, unless a person is being born again in the Spirit, he could never see God because God is Spirit. So, we could understand what's going on. I'm sorry. We could understand, we could see what is happening in the um, spiritual realm. I really need um oh my phone my live on Facebook was um was moved and my phone fell. All right, so here's what happened and I hope that you have gotten this in your, you know, one of the Sunday service. Jesus engage with Nicodemus and we have to understand Nicodemus is one of the instructor he is greater than the bishop by the way he is one of the PhD he, he has a degree he taught bigger you know um, Pharisees so I, I'm not familiar how it works in um, Hebrews in, in Jewish um, tradition in Jewish uh, religion, Hebrew. But I'm pretty sure and certain that uh, Nicodemus is, he holds uh, a very important um, uh, he, he's one of the icon or a structure or, or a he's one of the uh, rabbi or a teacher I believe. So he instructs uh, the lower rank um, Pharisees. Therefore, if we look into it now, he's not just a priest. He's not just a bishop. I believe if he was, if Nicodemus is in um, in Roman Catholic, he was also engaged with Romans. He that time they were under Romans. So, uh, Roman Catholic has been, you know, involved. Uh, and we have to understand that uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't know and he does not have a clue who Jesus is and what is, you know, being born in the Spirit of God. So, understand, you know, pastors, you know, who's hearing this now, my question to you is in which authority are we, you know, all being bind and bound? You know, in whom are we, you know, be subjected to? Is it because that you are a, you know, head pulpit in one of you, one of the uh, denomination? Understand that when you get in into Catholic realm, you are nothing. And as well as, as you, you know, priest, bishop, when you come into a different um, denomination, let's say United Church of Christ in Philippines, or, you know, Church of Baptist, you know, all this denomination, it, it repels, it, it, you know, you will be respected of who you are, but not not as as you know what what degree you have in that realm or in that um capsule. It's always being encapsulated. It doesn't mean that you are pope. You know you are pope in the Catholic realm. I see you as a pope in in, in you know in the church in Christian church. I know about this, and I have been uh, you know it's been a while when I was growing up. Because whenever I go you know, 
to America here in the United States, from Philippines to United States, we have to write down, you know, a form. Uh, when you enter the customs, you have to submit it. A and you have to file what religion. I was dumbfound. What should I write? I write Christian. And then they said, oh, oh Christian. What do you mean by Christian? Roman Catholic, this and that. And I said, Christian, I believe in Jesus. Oh, what is, oh no, you are Roman Catholic because you, you are a Catholic. And I said, why could I not write uh, a Christian? That's how I feel. That's, what in, that's what's inside of me. I believe that's who I am. So growing up, I have to follow because my sister write RC, RC, RC. And I don't understand what's the meaning of Roman Catholic and Christian Christendom. You know, uh, it's been pure and plain that, you know, there is a division, really. It's not that it's about uh, a spirit of God. It, it's about, you know, carnal flesh, the division of, you know, what's going on in, with the world. Um, the supremacy of Roman Catholicism and their influence. Versus the influence of you know, Christianity, if if it started from you know United States, United States of America, and and far away in uh, Europe, Rome. So do you understand that if you if you dwell in this realm reality? Uh, you will always uh, get in trouble. That's why if people ask me, well, what is your religion? No, I'm, I'm a spiritual being. I believe in God. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe in the Spirit of God that lives inside of me. So that is a three persona. But this is only one God. We Oneness is about just one God. Uh, God, Jesus, no, it's not. There is a Father, the Creator, the Invisible God. And there is Jesus, the Living Savior, who walked down. In fact, God already walked down. We, we could see this, uh, and this is all a part of the point. Part of the pointers of making a chain, if you continue listening throughout all this um, live video on Facebook or, or recorded on podcast, seek to it. And read the entire chapter of Genesis 18. And then go back and then try and read it again. And try to understand that God indeed came down. He came down using what? He using his uh, angelic being. Three men. Uh, three men in the form of man. But I do see here that this is a representative of God. And also, God comes down and see to it what is inside your heart, what is inside your mind, your thoughts. You see, Jesus himself, as you know, at the door, door number one, this is you, door number two, door number three, he sees everything. In fact, this very moment you you are listening god is already engaged in us he's already engaged because god gave me these specific verses specific you know um tool and verse that i should be equipping the believers even to myself you see while i am putting this out on the air it also embeds in my heart in my thoughts greatly I have read this, and there's also an impartment. God, while we are engaging here, you know, on this end and on onto your end, God will also give me an insight. You see, right now on on my end, I'm looking into this beautiful, um, beautiful scenery. You know, I have a, a, a bright day, um, filled with trees and and i can see our neighbor's rooftop and i could even see the the glimpse of the moon incredible incredible that today you know the time is um 
The time is 10.38 and I could see the moon from my window. So I could see all these green leaves, birds are flying and and the trees and the breeze are, you know, um, moving the trees. So while, while gazing at it, God will impart also his knowledge, his wisdom. That's why in James chapter 1, if you... If you think you need um, insights, uh, you need wisdom, you need, um, you know, impartment of God. So God the Holy Spirit, if you read James chapter 1. I want you guys, I'm not going to be spoon feeding. I, I want you to seek to it. I want you to be engaged with God. I want you to open up your Bible and see in it that the the words that i am seeing this is also this is part of the training that how i being engaged because i don't believe a lot of pastors out there they quote the bible the the bible and and quote a verse and that's not what it it is in there i have to check it on my Eng, uh, english uh, standard version i have to check it on my um king james version and i have to pray for it i don't just let anything you know from the word of mouth from a man and enters to my heart you know i don't digest it i make sure i will test every spirit first john chapter 4 the very reason i quote always the chapter because i want you you guys specifically the hearers of this um you know live stream podcast i want you to be smart I want you to be, you know, um, vigilant. I want you to be engaged how it is to fight the battle, spiritual battle. I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, Philippians chapter 1, verses 9. The discernment of the Holy Spirit, that is one of the facet. Uh, uh, a character of our God, our Lord, He will... Um, give you insight and of course we have to see here you know how um, in Genesis chapter 18 how Abraham engaged with God he, he directly speaks with God he wants to talk to God he intercedes to the people of um, Sodom and Gomorrah okay we I, I will read to it oh I'm sorry I'm sorry, I'm always tipping down my, I really need um tripod. I'm connected here on my charger and I keep on twisting it. All right, so here, let's read uh, Genesis chapter um, 18. And the Lord appeared to him by the oaks of, I don't know how to pronounce it, Marm, as he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. So we could see at the heat of the day, this must be around 12, 1, 2. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the, from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the earth and said, O Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree while I bring morsel of bread that you may refresh yourselves and after that you may pass on. Since you have come to your servant, so they said, do so you, uh, do, so you uh, do as you have said. And Abraham went quickly into the tent to Sarah and said, Quick, three seas of fine flour uh, kneaded it and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to a young man, prepared it quickly. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the three while they are. Pause. So we could see here, we could understand that 
In the ferventness of um, Abraham, he welcomed the three um, gentlemen sent by God. He acknowledges them. He knows God. He knows God's people who God sent, you know, being sent down. So we could see here how God uh, engaged with Abraham. This is one facet that I have learned by God that we put, we will um, submerge ourselves as if we are there. I could remember I was young when I was a little kid, I was watching, you know, Channel 7, you know, the Power Book. I could see Power Book that they traveled time. They went back in time using, um, you know, the computer. So here we go. You know, I'm in. I'm a full man, and this is what God has shown me. This is how I read the Bible. I always, you know, um, I always feel like as if I am with them. I'm there. I am present back in that time. You know, time traveling. But I don't really believe in it. But each time that I look, I read. I. As if I'm walking with God into that moment. And that's how I feel at least. You know, that's how I feel each time I, I take time to read and digest and understand with greater understanding. Because we all, I speak to God, what really is happening in this moment, Lord? What is happening between um, Abraham and the people? And what is the relation in these words? Why, why the, uh, does the, the author and also the, the person who transcribed the Bible use this word? So we could imagine uh, making a chain, and in, that is the word uh, the author, the translator, used in King James Version. But I like it more when the word is being used is forge in English uh, standard version. The word in English, there, there's a lot of, there's tons of Bible, you know, um, versions, meaning uh, translations being translated by different um, translator. Uh, the only ones that I am really inclined and been using is King James Version and the English Standard Version. So, I love both, comparing both, and also uh, engaging in looking it up in, in the old Hebrew word. Uh, what does it mean in Hebrew word? And we will go uh, deep down in there. This is the part four of making a chain or forging a chain. So what really is happening in this fourth um, version? Um, we seek, you know, the hand of God through what is happening in the days of uh, Abraham. Uh, when he, when Abraham intercedes, and when God also, you know, engage with Abraham, what what is the picture? What is happening? Uh, what are the involvement, you know, in that particular area, and what does it have to do for to us? We have to understand that God is the same yesterday, meaning to say, in the days of Adam and Eve, He's always. He was there, he's, he's, he's the same God. And all throughout the age until the day of David, I always seek, you know, David as a, you know, as a young boy filled and fervent with God. And also I could see in Daniel, the book of Daniel, the author, is so, he's also a young boy. He was, um, he became a scholar and he always yearned and, and wait submissively to God. And that's how, you know, all the character I'm so engaged in love with. Jabez, um, I like also Jabez. I like the faith of, um, Samuel's mom, Hannah. And also, I feel the embarrassment of um, Jonah when, when God uh, engaged with him and he fret, uh, he shrinks back, he fled, and God still engaged with him. So, I hope that, 
you know, all the story, all the facet, you know, of God's um, engaging His people, engaging His prophet, even engaging Peter. Simon Peter, you know, the fisherman. And you know how, in, how, how God engaged with him. Of course, the brother was the first one. I think it was James. The brother of Peter was engaged first with Jesus. And then he spoke to Peter, the Messiah is here. We have the Messiah. Just, just, just look at it. Just, uh, just picture it out. You know, use your imagination that that your brother met the the, the Messiah. Your brother engaging with the Messiah. How, how crazy would that be? Of course, that the world. That's what the world really, you know, honest, honest um reaction to what is being um. Uh, placed or being uh, shown so the brother was saying the messiah is here so he just let it be what it be he, he continued he had a lot of things going on in his plate um he has a wife he, they just got married and he has to take care of you know the picture was peter the wife and uh the wife's mother the mother-in-law of peter was sick so that was the engagement when when the appearing of Jesus that's how I see that's how you know the author of um the book Matthew Mark that, that's how it was you know observed so he was in 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 huge you know um depth of course Matthew was the one who was uh the tax collector he owes a lot of taxes so Peter has to do by all means to pay it off. So I'm just showing how I see things being um, displayed, being observed, being written, and how we should look at it as a believer. That that this things is is still present in us. You know how many Christian believers who are in depth. What's going on with this COVID-19? What is happening in this, you know, present day, uh, the day of sorrow? Really, always. Uh, but this day of sorrow is very specific that God wants us to understand, that Jesus wants us to see that this world will about to change. Really, the, the anguish, the pain is being caused by manipulation, by, you know, um, energizing the land, uh, equipping the land with a demonic realm, demonic entity being led by the spirit of the Antichrist. That's what it's all about in Second Thessalonians 2. I hope you see it in a way and in, in, you know, how I read. Uh, the Bible. How I see it is is here. Uh, the author is being uh, specific. Uh, Paul, the Spirit of Jesus, Matthew twenty four, Second Thessalonians two, First Timothy three, and uh, I mean First Timothy, yeah, three four, and 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 you picture it out. You painted it out. You know, you make a canvas and put in Revelation, the end of days. What are we be expecting? Uh, of course, we are expecting the coming of Jesus. That's first and foremost, the coming of the Savior. Unless uh, I did not cut the time short, no flesh shall be saved. Number one, point number one, that's Jesus. So we understand that what is happening is cutting off the time, uh, cutting off uh, for you, for me, uh, no, no more engaging, going to your work, going into, you know, being busy. And that's how I see it. If Jesus, uh, re the author, we have to understand, I hope, uh, I will be repeating this all over and over and over in, in this entire making a chain. God and Jesus engaging right now in stopping the time. See, unless I cut the day short. They meaning meaning to say, you know the work that you need, ADLS activity of daily living. That's how that's how I see the author is um 
you know, giving us a picture. This is the author. Jesus knew that, you know, the author will always be the author uh, regarding that we have now the camera, regarding we could replay or read, redo, you know, what, what the author. So he knew the author that uh, por- portraying that we as a believer will be growing and then uh, destroying every imagination. The author here specifically wants us to destroy the false uh, narrative of the world that how the world perceive about God, about Jesus, about the disciples. Acts chapter I, chapter 2 entails about the Holy Spirit, how they were engaged, how Paul engaged the churches. This church includes, you know, um, Corinthians, uh, Romans, uh, and all the churches in Asia. So they were engaged and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So this where, you know, how it plays out, how we see the picture, the bigger picture, Revelation, the coming of Jesus and how is it now being prepared? How, how do God prep us up, equip us, you know, believers? We are being gathered in, 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 in the cloud. That's the upcoming harpezo or a rapture. So, understand that there will be a greatest uh, revival, the greatest. Because the last day, the last stand, uh, in, in the last trumpet, those who are dead will, will rise up, <coughs> excuse me, and those who are asleep will be carried out, uh, you know, will be, will be uh, awakened. And then Paul says that, you know, uh, I will hold and I will tell you a mystery. This is what all we are um, awaiting for. The mystery of um, changing, you know, in the blink of an eye. What is perishable will inherit imperishable. And that is God, the Holy Spirit, per- perfector of, of, of all faith, will change us in the blink of an eye. This is the marrying, this is the supper, this is the, um, the engaging of the bridegroom to his brides. You know, we are, we are a spiritual bride and God, Jesus, is the bridegroom. You know, we are going to marry him. So we have to present ourselves, yourself, our fallen nature into God's throne by His love, by His grace and mercy. Now, if we believe, if we put our trust in Him, even as a small as a mustard seed, how small that seed, we'll just engage with Him. Jesus, you have said, I will start, I will invest in you, I will put in you my trust. Investing is where you trust your yourself, your money into. Investing in Jesus is investing your everything, your wealth, as well as your involvement. That's how I see it. You have to be involved with God, with all the things that in you. When He says, "Love God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul," I could not imagine a greater uh, engaging and and greater um, plan by by sending this uh, lockdown. This lockdown is where Jesus spoke that unless I cut the day short, you know, he's cutting the day short. Jesus is upholding. This is what happened. He is upholding because the Antichrist, 2 Thessalonians 2, is coming. I'm just going to take a look how many minutes left uh, I have um, in my Angkor. Down to, I have six minutes left. So, engaging with with God, engaging with Jesus and the Holy Spirit uh, must be, you know, a, a transformation. Is this eternal transformation? So, as well as the, we are moving one direction. We are slowly, we are on progress, we are under process of uh, changing. You know, in the blink of that eye, when all will not sleep, meaning to say when all is being engaged, equipped, 
uh, making a chain, this is how I see it. I, I can see the glory of God. You know, us believers, you know, holding tight, chain is, is being, you know, it, it needs to be linked. That's gathering. So I do believe this specific um, Ezekiel chapter 7, 23, making a chain, is being brought down to God. Uh, revival comes in and then making a chain. You will be praying to the brothers. You will be praying to the ministers. We will be linked up. In, in just one second, if there's something happens, you need you felt the presence of God. You need to be involved. You need to be engaged. You will put it up. You will bro bring it up to your Facebook in your timeline. You you see the involvement of the the glass. Uh, read in Revelation chapter four verse six or eight. Uh, look it there. The involvement of the fiery 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 glass. What do you see in there? I believe the author already have seen that, you know, the involvement of this crystal glass. This is LCD, liquid crystal display. They will change it to OLED, the OLED technology, meaning organic LED crystal display. So, listen, if you have time, we will be discussing about this. Uh, what is the involvement of Facebook? Facing the book, what really book are you facing? That's the question. It, what really you are facing right now, it involves your day, it involves your activities, it involves your, you know, heart, where your heart is, where your thoughts are, where your words coming out from your heart. Of course, you know, uh, we have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We brittle our tongue, you know, keep it, you know, we have to be in control. We just don't go out and speak things unnecessary. The days is short as, as commanded by God. And, and the days are evil, says uh, Paul, through the Spirit of God. Because really, uh, we are under pressure as well the, as the enemy. The enemy right now felt that his days, his hours is short. So if we make chain, if we you know hold together, if we watch one another... Now, we know what time and hour the enemy comes. So, when the enemy comes, we know what are the, the attack, what are the narrative of the attack, what are the forms of the attack. And I have to warn you, uh, do not be involved with this um, Hallow's Eve, Halloween. Uh, may God engage with you, you know, to avoid this uh, ritual demonic uh, celebration. This is all nothing but Hallow's Eve. You know what Hallow means. It's it's a nothing void. You know, a false glorification, false celebration. Nothing really is to be celebrated. It's like, you know, going into a party and all of a sudden the host canceled and you just go in there for nothing. You're all dressed up. But really, you are going nowhere. <laughs> That's how it is. That's how I see what's ramping up in this Hallow's Eve. You know, but God is not mocked. Uh, he knows that He allows this to happen. But of course, you and me knows what's behind this. We know what's behind the curtain about, you know, Hallow's Eve. This demonic have been spreading this since, since I got saved. I never knew. What it was until, you know, the light of God, you know, shines in me. So again, we are, we, we will be still continuing um, making a chain. So I'm still live here on Facebook, but I need to say goodbye to uh, the Anchor page, the podcast. So blessings until next time. Prayers, Jesus loves you, and we will do greater things. We will be exploiting many things in Jesus' name. Have a good day.